Radio and KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Scott Miller coming up, uh, Major League Baseball writer, about 15 minutes from Bleacher Report. Talk to uh, Scott Miller. Uh, and then we'll get Pete Mundo in here. We'll go around the Big 12 as we take you up until noon. You know, one thing I, uh, a little, I guess, note from uh, watching baseball yesterday that I didn't realize. Did you know where Fernando Tatis began? No. I didn't either. I thought he was a Padre farmhand. Uh-uh. He was signed by the Chicago White Sox as an amateur and <laughs> traded for James Shields. Yuck. Yuck. Trent, this is the this is um well Luka Doncic is the NBA. Uh-huh. Crazy to say Tatis is to MLB. I don't think it's a huge stretch there at all. Always fun to watch. Wow. Fun to watch. He made a play uh, yesterday, going deep into left field. I mean, he's he's, he's in, the, in the batter's box at shortstop. Now Tim Anderson's there for mm-hmm. the White Sox, right? But boy, they'd found a place for Fernando Tez. Can you imagine that lineup with those youngsters that they already have and him at shortstop for the next fifteen years? Another right-handed stick in that lineup. Oh boy, they the White Sox kill lefties. They're loaded, Trent Lester. Just yeah, no chance. No, he didn't have a chance. Absolutely mm-hmm. clubbed in that series, and I'm concerned about the White Sox. Finally, you should be. <laughs> I, I finally am. I'm, yeah. I'm finally, finally buying into the hype of this team. Luis Robert, I, oh, I didn't boy. know how quickly it was going to be. It, it's come a lot quicker than I anticipated. Now he struck out. They have three or four strikeouts yesterday. He That's was going to happen, right? You look lost yesterday, but you Darvish makes a lot of veterans. Yes, uh, look bad in the batter's box. Darvish was good. God, he was good, and they needed it. Can you imagine if the White Sox swept the right. Cubs? There would be a lot of angst, mm-hmm. certainly on the north side of Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. coming up throughout this week. And now it's time to get right. You have three series, even with the Reds in between. They're all on the road, but yeah. the time is now. Start to separate yourself a little bit more and and put some kind of a bigger gap. Than so Tigers, Reds, and who? Pirates. Pirates. All on the road. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, you, I would think that when I see the Twins and the Royals, that the Twins are going to fatten up. The Royals play them tough. Yeah, they won the first four that they played down in Kansas City, finally got the uh, game Saturday and Sunday, and it was hair on fire yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Rogers who was a dominant closer for the Twins a year ago. They had a bullpen game yesterday, at yep. didn't Yeah. And he just, he, the hit that he gave up to give up the run, it was a slider that was down and out of the zone, and the guy just put a swing on it and got into left field for a for a base hit. But he doesn't look like the dominant self that we saw mm. a year ago. They got plenty of other options. Romo was out there doing his thing, yep. throwing his uh, Frisbees out there with the big slider and having people swing all over the place and screaming afterwards after he struck out the he's guy. He's emotional. Boy, he is. Yeah. But he is. If he's on your team, you like him. Twins make a move this week. It's the dead trade deadlines this week. When's the 31st? Is that is week? next Monday. Next Monday. Yes. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think Bullpen, so. Bullpen, no? You're good? They're, than, no, they're real good there. Yeah. I, I'm not concerned even with Rodgers' struggles. Okay. They're so deep in that. You know, Lytle's hurt, but they're going to be okay uh, with the bullpen. I guess the question becomes, Odorizzi didn't look right Friday night again. He came back. He's made his third start of the year. He has not been good. In a year where he bet on himself, 
mm. doing that one year deal and not having then the uh, the comp- the compensation pick that came along with it. It hasn't gone well. Pineda will be back though. There's their that's their that's trade. their trade deadline move. They get Pineda coming back next week, yeah. and with that, I think that's the route that they're going to go. I mean, where else would you look to shore up? I don't know if there is a place. Is there a catcher? Maybe because Mitch Garver has not been good this year after mm-hmm. his breakout season a year ago. Sano is finally hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. Buxton, we know defensively what he is getting. The, mm-hmm. the outfield. And he had a hot streak in the batter's box, what, last early last week? Yep. Slowed down, and then he's come back, and he's been yep. on fire about the last four or five days. I don't think there's a spot where they need anybody. Their shortstop was the all-star starter a year ago in Jorge Polanco. Now, Lindor's a better shortstop than him, right. but he's a really good shortstop in his own right. Second base, a rise is hurt, but they're fine. I, I think catcher... And depending on Odorizzi and the rest of that staff, it looks like uh, Homer Bailey, it's over for him. Is it? They moved him to the 45-day IL. Pretty much put a red check mark next to his name. Doesn't look like he's going to be back. I guess a starter or possibly a catcher. That would be really the only things that they need. What do the Cubs do? It's a good question for Gappy on Wednesday. Yeah, I remember asking him this right after the first week when they got off to the hot start. They have no payroll flexibility again. And because of that... There certainly aren't going to be any high levels. But didn't they, did, weren't this time last year, or I guess July, talking about lack of flexibility and they went and got Castellanos? They, they did, yeah. And they found a way to make uh-huh. that work. So, possibility, no blockbusters, but are there going to be blockbusters? Is there anything out there that makes a whole lot of sense? There's so many teams still involved yes. with the expansion of the We're playoffs. We're just before the show today talking about your Blue Jays. They're 500. Uh-huh. They're right there to sneak in the back door of the playoffs. Right. And you get in, and we've seen this before. Well, they lost three starters within a week. So that that's, doesn't help. That's not yeah, what happened to your boy Pearson? No, he's on the he's on the IL. I used him uh, his last start in Daily Fantasy. It did not yeah, go no, well. No, they didn't come out of that start, and he went right on the uh, injured list. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's been it's been fun to watch. So I caught up on Hard Knocks, and you were 100% right. Week two Epis- is better. Way better. Yeah. It felt like I was watching Hard Knocks again. Mm-hmm. And it's still not the same, right? There's no the competition. There's no going on the road to take on an opponent, or there's no preseason games. You got to see Anthony Lynn struggling with his uh, mic- <laughs> I mic- did. megaphone. I did, yeah. He had no, tro- he had no uh, clue, did he? <laughs> that was great. Um, who's the star of the show so far, would you say? Oh. Is it, would Jalen R- Ramsey be it? I mean, yeah. his house that he was looking at. Yeah. Oh. And and how about the way that they set it up? They for staged him it yes. with pictures of his own family with and the house own, he's trying to buy. I mean, if if somebody stages a house that you and I are going to look at, eh, they'll put some nice furniture in there. They're not gonna have pictures of her family, but right. that's what it was. It was customized to him. Uh-huh. And then I just got thinking, what the cost for staging? If you have, yeah, but if there's a commission on a yeah. multi million dollar home, right? Yeah, I guess a different world than different world. Looking for a two hundred thousand dollar house. So who who's who are the stars so far? I mean, I, I don't who's normally the, one or two players stick out, right? Right. There's the there, there's the yappy guy, the uh, the backup DB, for the quarterback. The, I love yeah, that guy. Do you? You yes. can't stop talking. You can't. And he's just or giggling, smiling. He's laughing. Yeah. He's having a good time. And that was the guy. If you had watched, I, I was actually I had him in my notes that day to mention him, and now I can't even think of the guy's Starts name. Starts with a D. Yeah, he he was fun though. I really got a kick out of him. I don't think there's a star yet. Uh-uh. Is Herbert going to get there? Uh, Goff's backyard is a star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the green down, down below. below. I mean, the, how much is his place worth? Well, it's L.A., and he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. And, and he signed fine. a big deal. Yeah, he did sign a big deal. Uh, but it, it was way better week two than week one, and, and I love the is program. Is that tonight? No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Tuesday tomorrow night. night. Tuesday night's 9 o'clock. 
I will be in on that one again and just starving for that football. Wouldn't you kill right now just for a garbage preseason Monday night game? Anything. I mean, I love the Hall of Fame game. It stinks. You see the you see the players for one series, maybe. Jets, Jags tonight. Yeah, bring it on. Oh. Bring it on. Gonna be none of it. It's um The NBA has helped. Hockey for you has helped. Hockey's been great. The the NBA's been good lately. Yeah. Baseball's really been great down the stretch. I mean Trent was, um we're what, a month away or so from twenty seventh of September yeah. is is the final day of the regular season. And you know who finishes up the season against each other, right? White Sox Cubs. No way. They I had forgot about that. White Sox hosting the Cubbies. What will be on the line when we get uh, to that game? What will be on the line when we get to that game? <sighs> the Who Cubs will have the NL Central wrapped up. Do you think they will? I, are you believing in the Cardinals? The I haven't Cardinals seen much Cardinals the team. Um, Yeah, the Cubs are in. Brewers have fallen apart. Uh-huh. So nothing for the Cubs except pride. Meanwhile, maybe, the White Sox are maybe a game. second seed though for the Cubs. Okay, yeah, they might still be playing for seeding, home mm-hmm. field in that divisional round. If they get past the first round, mm-hmm. something like that. So the Cubs probably still will have something to play for. The White Sox, meanwhile, go into the weekend one game back of the Twins. Oh, one game back of the Twins. Now the Twins will be finishing up the Who season. Who do they have with the Cincinnati Reds? A disappointment. They get the Tigers for two and the Reds for three to finish up the season. Boy, they've been disappointing. This Reds team trend. I thought that they were. I thought they were the best team in the in the Central mm-hmm. in the NL. And I bringing did. in Castellanos uh-huh. and all the moves that they made yep. with those starters. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Trevor Bauer's been great. He's going to win the Cy Young for crying out loud. <laughs> so he's getting it done. But the rest of them, uh, it's 11, uh, 11 15, Time to let you know the key word. Uh, and we're going to get Scott Miller in here, more baseball conversation. But Big 12 conversations coming up with Pete Mundo. Uh, he'll join us about, what, 1140-ish? Yep. Somewhere around there. Kex and Owen Iheart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword HAPPY to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000. HAPPY to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Hi, Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Owen, 107.net. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you up until noon. Pete Mundo. Covers the Big 12 at the HeartlandCollegeSports.com. He will join us coming up here all in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. Going to have to postpone Scott Miller till later on in the week as uh, something came up and he has had to cancel. Give us an opportunity to get back into the uh, uh, the Scott Dockerman piece from earlier, just mm-hmm. dovetailing on the entire uh, Big Ten. Uh, lack of clarity, of transparency, Um Look, I don't think that it's going to matter. The attorney over in Nebraska that is going to file a federal lawsuit if he does not get transcripts, if he doesn't get audio, if he does not get a inside look at actually what went on to determine the decision, who was behind the decision. Uh, but the, his last name is Flood. It might be Mike Flood, the attorney. It doesn't really matter for the conversation. But he's uh, they he has given the Big Ten a deadline of noon before he files that. Look, 
I don't think it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. I think that the Big Ten's going to, um, they got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, they did. It's going to take a hit this year. They still year. got plenty of money. They still do. And, and, they're, and they're, I don't think that they're going to acquiesce and give that guy his demands. But that's where we're at right now. It's, it's been turned over to lawyers who are going to try and at least find out so they can tell the parents that have hired them uh, just to what went into the decision. I, I get it, Trent. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, huge blow to both of the kids in these conferences. Some it's going to hurt financially. I mean, look at Joe Burrow's a perfect example. Right. I mean, he's a first overall pick. He was a top five or fifth round maybe pick going into the last year. Probably that's best case scenario. Best case? Coming into the season. Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like Jalen Hurts who... How he transfers from Alabama? What's he going to be? Mm-hmm. And he's taken in the first three rounds. Right. And there's these kind of stories that continually pop up. You look at it on the local front from a guy like Alaric Jackson, who was injury plagued all last year, sat out, what was it, six games, I think well, it turned handful, out to be, yeah. that he wasn't able to play and certainly wasn't 100%. He mm-hmm. has the kind of talent and certainly the pedigree. Oh, he's going to get an opportunity. He will, but with a good senior season. Uh-huh. Late first, early second round. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Alaric Jackson. Amir Smith Marset. A guy that has unbelievable speed, and we just, we always saw it. I mean, going back to his. I thought he should have left last year, as I said on the air. Yeah. Now, there were so many receivers. It was, mm-hmm. it was the deepest draft for that position in the history of the NFL draft. And he probably would have been, what, a fifth, yeah. sixth round pick? I mean, despite how, how good he looked uh, in San Diego, I mean, yeah. he tore, put, uh, put that game um, on the very tip of everybody. All these scouts knew who he was if they didn't going in. He was going, about a Brandon Smith? Yeah. I mean, he's a Another guy that had an injury right? played yeah. uh, season a year ago. What's it going to be for him? Think of the grad transfers. Coy Cronk. Yeah, Cronk. Comes in, going mm-hmm. to learn from the offensive line guru and yep. then get his final season under his belt. That's off the table. The kid from Northern Illinois that comes in mm-hmm. now. There's the two that came in, and there's an extra mm-hmm. year of eligibility there. But those kind of players, they get their opportunity to play at Iowa. Helfline, Heflin? Heflin, yeah. Heflin, I think, yeah. That's taken away from them. And just on and on it goes. The frust- Sean Beyer. Yeah. How many conversations have we had? Look out for Sean Beyer. I know. It's a guy that has tremendous athleticism, uh-huh. certainly has the size, and it just it's never worked out for him because of injuries, too. That's a guy at that position, at the University of Iowa, with what we know. If he would have put together a solid senior year, he would have been drafted. Now, mm-hmm. there's no chance. Yeah, Laporta in front of him, I think, I mean, he's the, he's the primary target at he that is. position. But, yeah, Beyer would have an opportunity, Trent. I'm, look, at, if you're a tight end and you go mm-hmm. to the University of Iowa. Well, we just saw two get drafted two years ago in the first round. Right. They have room for two uh-huh. guys if Beyer's out there. And this is a guy they're out there throwing fade routes. Mm-hmm. His true freshman year, that's the kind of talent that he has. That's got to be the frustrating part is, again, what's the justification? That That's what I want to know. If there are 10 cases of the mitochiardis that, that people continually talk about. Mm-hmm. That's what there's been reports of that. The Big Ten had 10 cases. If there's 10 cases, a what does that mean? Is it the one side that says oh, this is a death knell and they're going to be having heart issues the rest of their life? And the other side, including a doctor from the Mayo Clinic. We're not talking. That's so- the guy. That's the guy that the Big Ten found. Uh, the Big 12 rather found. Yeah. He's he- been out. He's been out here for right. months saying that this case that these. Basically, schools and athletic departments have been looking at the whole thing is garbage. Mm-hmm. He's at the Mayo Clinic. He's not working at a municipal hospital. 
in Southern Iowa. That, no, that's but the, you know how the Big 12 found him? Apparently there was an article in the New York Times this week. And if this is the same guy, because he is a Mayo Clinic uh, cardiologist, that he tweeted, he put a... Somebody at the Big 12 saw his tweet. Maybe mm-hmm. the one you're referring to. I retweeted it, I remember, and this was okay. two So somebody ago. in the Big 12 footprint saw that and reached out to him, and he became the Big 12's medical heart expert, mm-hmm. if you will. So the New York Times apparently... Michael Ackerman? Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Michael Ackerman. Yep. Um, Thanks for following me, by the way. I do follow you. I do follow I don't follow us. So maybe that's where it came from. Uh, um, but anyway, so so th- this guy tweeted that somebody in the Big Twelve footprint mm-hmm. saw that, reached out to him, and he spoke to the Big Twelve decision makers on a Zoom call, and that's how they made their decision. And apparently, this guy was first discovered, or at least his theory, his premise on this uh, on, on what this does, or in his case, he doesn't believe does do. Um, they found him on Twitter. So it gets a little interesting here. This reporter for the for the New York Times then reached out to this guy mm-hmm. and Dr. Ackerman. Ackerman and Dr. Ackerman said an athletic director reached out to me and and made contact with me. Uh, he emailed me. So the reporter then said, well, "Can you give me that AD's name? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to talk to him for the story that we're writing about." Well, I can't remember his name. In fact, it wasn't. He didn't email me. He went through my receptionist. He contacted my receptionist. Mm-hmm. Well, can you give me her number so I can call her? So, because she's got to know who this is. Well, she's not working today. <laughs> so they're getting around. They're getting uh, kind of run, the runaround there from this Doctor Ackerman. But whether there's a runaround or not, they found this guy on Twitter. According to the New York Times, this is the tweet that he sent out back on August 11th. If medical experts for the Pac-12 and Big Ten college football conferences are using the very good JAMA cardio paper on cardiac MRI findings in COVID patients as compelling for cancellation, that is a big foul. The data does not support this at all. That was the tweet from Dr. Ackerman, again, from the Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big hospital. No, absolutely. People from around the world yes. come to the Mayo Clinic. Yes. They go there for heart procedures because it is one of the top places in the world. You can try it. The, the frustrating part about this all is it feels so many times like this is political. And that's oh, the part no of it that absolutely drives me nuts. Play for your team, mm-hmm. left or right, whatever side you want to be on, that's all well and good. Please keep it out of my sports. <laughs> Please. I, I just I hate that these kind of issues continue to trickle down to this level. We're talking about universities. We're talking about universities a lot of times that have their own agendas and sets, but that's where it becomes frustrating for me as a guy. Yes, I keep an eye on politics, but what I really truly care about is sports. Yeah, if you cared about politics, you'd be two doors down on right, WHO. Right. I uh, probably wouldn't be there, but that <laughs> is it's absolutely incredible that this has to go this route. And Ken, during these last now almost six months, We've been having these conversations just as a whole about where we are as a country and just how everything. Mask, no mask. Yeah, becomes so divisive. Right. Something as simple as that Mm -hmm. and how it becomes, and you say something or you wear a mask and that says something about your politics. You don't know my politics. Right. But because I'm going in and walking into Fairway and I'm wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. that means that I'm on one side of the aisle or the other. 
But that's where we are as a society. It is absolutely crazy. Disappointing. Yeah, I've got the New York Times. I'm not going to read it. Um, I'll just read this one paragraph. When asked by the New York Times if he could check his email for the athletic director's name, Ackerman later replied that it was instead a Big 12 official. Asked to name that official, Ackerman said that that invitation had come through his secretary. But she wasn't working that day. Bob Bird of the Big 12 spokesman said he had no idea who contacted Ackerman. But Ackerman's now the voice that the Big 12 is listening to, whether they can go forward or not, and whether if they do go forward, the myocarditis, am I saying it right? I think so. Is indeed going to be an issue uh, with these players if they do contract COVID. So we have sports being cut, as we found out on Friday at the University of Iowa. They are not going to be alone in the Big 10 where sports are going now, to be Now, are they permanent cuts? That's yes. how I read it, right? Yeah, Even yeah. if they if they do get this windfall and everything is fine and we do get football in, and that these sports aren't coming back. And what kind of financial windfalls are going to be with, with winter football? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I wish someone would tell us. We asked that last week. Yeah, No one seems to know. Television-wise, even if you get... 60, 70, 80 percent. Where are they the going to put these games? They got basketball games on though. Well, they'll they'll find a f- place to put them. Okay, but there's overflow channels. That, but they're that, not. There's not that many. They'll find a way. It's football, and ultimately they're going to get on. And the same thing, basketball. You just have to go to that BTN Plus thing, as we mm-hmm. found out with non conference games, and pay your nine ninety five a month, and you'll be but, able to get. But your there's football there. going to be on Big Ten Plus. Oh, really? I would think. Oh no. There isn't when they're playing each other during the course of the season. Yeah, yeah, there are. There's games on Big Ten and Big Ten Plus at the same time, for sure. No, the overflow channels. That's 610 plus one or whatever. Right, right, right. No, no, the, the BTN Plus I'm talking about is that app only where you get a lot oh, of those non-conference that. basketball okay. games. That's where so that's the, ESPN Plus, isn't it? No, no, no. That's BTN Plus, okay. the different entity there. That's where they put... Iowa, Maryland, Eastern Shore basketball. How much does that cost? By the way, I got carpeted this morning. Oh, really? My wife got the DirecTV bill. What How much my DirecTV bill is for the month of August? For month of August, I'm going to guess two twelve. Three hundred and fifty-two dollars Holy cow. Three you ordered some movies nothing, on there? Nothing, no. Some dirty movies? Nothing. You got the Playboy channel? I don't. Channel? I don't. I've got MLB, and I think that the uh, the Sunday ticket first payment has to come oh, in yeah. at the same time. 300 I gotta. I got to do something. That's ridiculous. Well, I told you I made that phone call at the beginning of the pandemic, and they got me down to like 30 bucks a month. for. I got a huge, huge credit on there. Make the phone call. Say you're going to cancel. You're oh. not going to cancel. Go through that whole song and dance. Say it's just way too much. That's how my morning started. Ooh. Pour my coffee and my wife would like to talk to me about that. Welcome to Monday, huh? Yeah, that was a $352 for television. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm not I'm not making it up. I'll show, I'll show it to you. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I, I, I got set this very quickly. Yes, I, <laughs> I've been in that conversation before, too. I know how that one can go and... It's usually not a very fun conversation. Uh, exact $352.30 for a month. For a month. Of television. Uh-huh. Yeah, make that phone call. I think probably September 7th it comes out of the account if it's there. Three fifty-two thirty month of Man. TV. Anyways, we'll come back. Uh, enough about me. Uh, Pete Mundo is going to join us next. He will uh, talk Big Twelve with Trent and I as we take you up until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty K. Wait till the NHL package comes out this fall. Oh yeah, that. Well, you get to push that one back a little bit, right? Until uh, December. I is that think. when there's there still December? F- NBA was originally going to go right around this first of December. Mm-hmm. Now they're thinking more Christmas. Okay. NHL is 
either Thanksgiving or the following week. With actual games or With, training no, camp? No, games. Wow. Games. It's going to be a quick turnaround. Right. They're going to have their parade for whoever wins the cup. And if I was to sit here today... The parade will end back at the arena as they're getting ready to <laughs> yeah. get back on the ice. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Today. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, uh, in a moment or two. Trent, uh, this past weekend, Chip Brown from um, uh, Rivals, right? Does he, or did he move? He's at 24 7. 24 7. But yeah, long time. With Texas, covers website, Texas forever. Yes. And if you go back to the when the Big 12 was going to implode, yes. Chip Brown seemingly. I don't know. He had his finger on the pulse. He of certainly did. Yeah, he certainly did. Became very well known during mm-hmm. all of that. He had uh, Bob Bowlesby on his radio show, or he interviewed him at some point this last weekend. A quote came out of there that maybe because it was the weekend, not getting the um, attention it deserves. Mm-hmm. Bob Bowlesby said that if there's, and I'm paraphrasing, do you actually have it? If there's no football in the fall at Big Twelve schools. It's likely there will not be any sports played for the entire 2020-21 academic year based on what I've heard from our campuses. Is that scare tactics? I don't think so. You don't think so? I think that's reality. You think if there's no football that they would just do away with basketball? Basketball is the one. And the problem, though, is if you play basketball, well, that means you have to play women's basketball, mm-hmm. which would be a financial loser and a place where you're already losing money. And if you say, well, we're going to play men's basketball, well, don't you have to play then all your winter sports? I don't know, Trent. So that means gymnastics and wrestling and everything else. If there is a year, though, that that you... You get into Title IX considerations. But if this is the year to give a pass to Title IX, isn't this because all these athletic programs are going to be... It's a law, though. Well, there is that. It's a law. It's not just a good idea. Yeah, but you're supposed to drive 55 or under journeys. And who does that? Different circumstances. You think so? This is a federal law. Yeah. Yeah. The, you can't just say... You can't just play men's basketball because it's going to generate income. And if you spend all that money and it, it goes against the bottom line, if there's one year... I'm not saying forever. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. I like Title IX. I didn't always, but I get it. Um, if there's one year... This no. would be the one. It would be. But it's not going to happen. You don't think so? You think no. that they have to go forward with everything? No. So maybe that's Bullsby's take. Right, yeah. Maybe that's the reason he said that. If there is no if there is no football, we're just not we can't play men's basketball. We can't play women's basketball. We can't do gymnastics. We can't do any of the winter sports. Uh, if there's a year to do so, maybe this is it. But uh, as you mentioned, Trent, it is a federal law, and they do have that. All right, Heartland College Sports, Pete Mundo coming up momentarily. Look forward to speaking with Pete. We will uh, go around the Big 12, get his take on what Bullsby said, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get him in here. Uh, Pete, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Pete Mundo. Uh, as always, great to speak with you. Uh, Bob Bullsby's comments to Chip Brown. Uh, I took it as kind of a scare tactic, uh, maybe completely wrong that if you don't get football in, look, you're not going to have basketball this year and don't count on anything taking place. When you heard that, Pete, what was your reaction? 
I thought it was a reality. I mean, the football pays for all these other uh, all these other sports to happen. Uh, you know, there's no water polo without football funding it. Let's just call it how it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the TV money, the forty plus million dollars that these Big Twelve schools make uh, to fund all these, uh, you know, Olympic sports, the non revenue generating sports. First off, you know, from a health perspective, I guess you could say things could be drastically different come January, February to play spring sports. But, you know, how how do you play soccer if you're not playing football? And then how do you fund these things? Because we've already seen the economic impacts, furloughs at these universities and the athletic departments. They're only going to get worse if there's no No. football. So I I don't think it was as much fear as it was just a realistic look at, at what funds college athletics. You know, Pete, it's absolutely crazy just looking at the financials, the way this has a potential to play out. The Pac-12, the Big Ten not playing this fall. That means there's a lot more windows in that Fox national brand that the Big Ten has jumped into. We saw Texas, Oklahoma's been there at that 11 o'clock central time. The Big 12, Bob Bowlesby, at least needs to make that phone call to Fox. Hey, we got inventory here. And we got a lot more spots where you can put a couple of games, maybe double headers. What's the conversations you think happening with Bullsby and the Big 12 and their TV partners trying to, to bump up just the number of games, not only that we see, but some of those primetime TV kickoff times? I could not agree more. I, I, you know, what are they? Well, I can tell you what I hope they are. I don't know what they actually are, but I, I hope to your point there, Trent, that we have a situation where, uh, We've got Bob Bolsley making every effort that he can because we talk about it every year. It seems like, ah, oh, this Big 12 game would have been great in prime time, but yeah. we had to put on, you know, another Big 10 game just for the sake of it uh, on Fox Sports. Well, there's no option there now. So let's get the Big 12 in prime time every week. Uh, you know, the new schedule is out. I could find you a game every week that's got good meaning to it, that's got uh, a sexiness to it that you can find. And I hope that this gives Big 12 fans uh, a, a higher notoriety. And more importantly, for the programs, this can help big time on the recruiting trail because when you're the only game in town, at least, you know, you, the ACC, and the SEC, uh, you might move up a notch or two. And, and a lot of those, you know, uh, families in all over the country who might not be as familiar with some of the Big 12 teams and Big 12 brands, they're watching an Iowa State game when they might typically not be. They might be watching another Ohio State game for the 10th week in a row. <laughs> now they're watching Iowa State. Now they're watching Kansas State. And they've got a new perspective on these Big 12 schools that maybe they did not previously have, which we, we would be great for the conference. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. So, so the SEC is tied to CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACC is tied to ESPN. They have that ABC window as well, and they've got their own network on ESPN. Um, the, that window on Fox, Pete, that 11 o'clock kickoff, 11 o'clock Central, where they got the Brady Quinn and they got Urban Myers mm-hmm. and they, they've got the pregame show, um, they, that, they might own that 11 o'clock time slot on Saturday mornings, the Big 12 I'm referring to, right? I would imagine so, Ken. I mean, I, I would agree. I don't know what other direction that they could go. It seems like it was always a Big Ten game. And if now that switches to basically, you know, it's, it's college game day light is what they do. It's not college game day. Right. right. If, you know, if Fox Sports on a national platform is at a Big 12 game and a Big 12 campus every week, mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot pay for that type of publicity. So that would be absolutely enormous. And, uh, I mean, it'd be a heck of a lot of fun. It's going to be fun to see how these TV networks, battle it out mostly espn and fox how they share these games because 
there's not enough inventory to go around, so how do they divvy it up? Uh, that's going to be a really, really interesting element of all this to watch. It's absolutely going to be wild, wild there. So back to where we originally started the conversation, Bulls being no sports being played. The NCAA, the entity as a whole, we know their money derives from the NCAA basketball tournament. You look at the Big Ten, I believe they painted themselves in a corner what they've done with football and the possibility of bringing men's basketball back. When you look at the men's basketball season coming up this year and the equity that has to come along with it on the women's side, the bubble conversation seems to be continuing to gain traction. Are you of the belief that something like that can work in college sports, a bubble for not just a weekend where you bring in a bunch of teams and have them play each other, but doing it over the long course, two, three, four weeks in a bubble, is that even realistic in your mind? Uh, difficult, realistic? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. I mean, especially if some of these colleges don't have the students on campus, it gets a lot easier. I mean, my concern is just college kids being college kids. You know, you want to go to a party on the weekends, and uh, let's be honest, you know that that happens. You're looking for uh, people of the opposite gender to have a good time with, and you know the night gets a hold of you. So it, it happens, and. Uh, I think it's more feasible and practical if the students are not on campus and the athletes are. But I understand the optics of that if you say, well, wait, hold on a second. The athletes can be here, but the students can. I I understand that that may not be a good look, but if you create a bubble out of it, then uh, I think it could be a win for both sides. I don't think it's likely, but uh, I think a lot of this is so much of the unknown. I mean, we could be having a completely different conversation three, four weeks from now, and that's what makes this situation so fluid mm. who uh other than texas and oklahoma uh, and oklahoma those seem to be the consensus uh that those are the two teams at the top and you know a lot of folks have identified oklahoma state wallace comes back he's uh, going to be healthy at least you would think and he was a, last year you go back this time last year he was a lot of a preseason list they've got their quarterback certainly they've got their running back but if it's not oklahoma state that's trying to be that other team in in air quotes who is it in your mind Pete? It's got to be uh, Iowa State or TCU. I mean, those are the two places I'm going. Now, TCU, uh, Max Duggan, it looks like a quarterback uh, is, is certainly not going to get going early on. At least that's what some of the reports have been as of late. But, and I hate, I don't want to hate to make the argument again, but I was burnt by Iowa State last year because yeah. I thought they were going to play in a Big 12 title game, and that obviously was wrong. Now, they lost a lot of close games. I get Iowa State fans will remind you of that, but in the end, you got to win some of them. I mean, you know, it's, it's a couple of years of that. Now, this is a great place for Iowa State to be, right? If you told Iowa State fans three, four years ago, hey, we're going to be talking about you guys as a dark horse of the Big 12, but you got to get over the hump here and win some of these close games and you're not doing it, they would sign up for it. Well, here we are, and I think we've learned it's harder to go from uh, four and eight. It's harder to go from eight and four to ten and two than it is from 4-8 and eight to 8-4. and four. And we're learning that for Iowa State. But if not this year, when? I mean, you've got a guy that a lot of people think could be a first-round um, NFL draft pick at quarterback in Brock Purdy next spring. If that's the case, and, and you know, with this team, with what you have coming back, when is it going to happen if not now? And I think that's where there is some pressure for Matt Campbell. I mean, he has so wildly exceeded expectations, it's not even funny. So it's not real pressure. It's not job pressure. But it is pressure from saying, hey, if this team is going to take this next step and uh, be in the hunt in mid to late November for a Big 12 championship appearance, why not now and how or why will it not be now? I think that's 
that's the fair question and the reasonable question for Iowa State going into this year. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, joining us. Take us down to the Kansas City area, your outpost there. You're number two for climbing at K-State and less miles over at Kansas. What's the buzz like for those two programs? Well, uh, KU, there's no buzz. Uh, it was, you know, kind of a running joke where all these colleges are going down to 25% capacity. So, you know, Kansas State, <laughs> Oklahoma, Texas, they're reducing the 25% capacity. Meantime, KU is increasing the 25% capacity this fall. Nice. Uh, meantime, at Kansas State, I, you know, Chris Kleiman exceeded expectations last year. They beat Oklahoma. They win eight games. Um it's going to be tough to build on this this year. They've got a brand new, they got to replace the entire offensive line. That's always a staple of that program. Yes, you've got a veteran quarterback in Skylar Thompson, but I've got a lot of concerns about Kansas State. I could see him taking a step back where, you know, I guess you can't use the 12 game uh, number, but, you know, with 10 games, if they go five and five, I think that's a really good year for this team and it would not lose any momentum on the recruiting trail. But, there are a lot of key pieces that have to be replaced. I really think that 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 four or let's say five through nine slot in the Big Twelve, you could do basically any order five through nine, and I could find a reason to believe you on it. I mean, put KU at ten, yeah, uh, and I think the Big Four, the top four, is pretty solid in OU, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. But five through nine, give me any order of any of those teams, and, and I think you can make a strong case for any order right now. That's how up in the air it's going to be. I couldn't agree with you more. Help me out with the Oklahoma quarterback job. For the first time uh, in years, there's actually a decision, at least you would think, Mordecai, who's been there, but Spencer Rattler seems to have all the buzz with him. Who's going to win the job? I'd be shocked if it wasn't Rattler, Ken, but I'll tell you what, I, I think that um, – if there's a time for Tanner Mordecai to surprise people, it's now because there was no spring football. So that means by nature, Mordecai's got a better understanding of the system because, you know, Spencer Rattler, who registered last year, so he knows the system, mm-hmm. but didn't really have time to show himself off. Uh, so if there's a, a way for Tanner Mordecai to win this job, it's not having spring football. It's going up against a redshirt freshman who may not have, you know, a full grasp of the playbook, possibly just yet. I don't know if he does or doesn't, but. If there's a chance for that to happen, this is kind of the scenario where it does happen. That being said, I expect uh, – I expect – sorry about that, guys. I do expect uh, it to be Spencer Rattler because, if nothing else, I don't know how coaches are going to view this season from, like, a competitive standpoint. Is this basically, like, a, a never-ending preseason? If that's the case, then let Spencer Rattler get all of his reps – let him work out the kinks this season, and then, you know, you're back to a full, hopefully, schedule in 2021, and you're competing for a national championship. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Pete, we're out of time. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you in the weeks to come. Thanks, Pete. Trent, Ken, anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, well. good to talk to you. Thank you. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. So Pete's in the Iowa State camp. Yeah. Maybe that other team. A lot of people picked them last year, got mm-hmm. burnt. It's not a reason that you wouldn't come back for them again. Look, I, we both thought that they were going to be that maybe that team to sneak in. Um, it was Baylor. As we it was come Baylor. to find out. I don't think it's going to be Baylor this year. Oklahoma State got uh, quarterback Sanders, running back. Hubbard, Wallace the receiver. Iowa State's not... Uh, Why not K-State? Quarterback. Not a big Skylar Thompson fan? I'm not. I'm with Mundo on that one. All right, that's going to do it. Murph and Andy coming up at 2 o'clock. Fanatics slide in at 4. 
And tomorrow morning, Morning Rush at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.